Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Big USDA report today, Mike. Uh, the uh, four USDA reports, uh, in fact, we had the uh, WASDE report, the quarterly stocks, the uh, w- winter wheat seedings, blah, blah, blah. Uh, world production came out uh, today. So it was an exciting day. There was a lot of data that was uh, thrown at us. And well, let's face it, a heck of a good move in the uh, in the markets on top of it. So uh, let's start with uh, the simple one, which uh, was the best uh, best performer today, uh, at least as far as numbers. Uh, beans up 45, uh, 46 cents uh, today at one point over 50 cents higher. Um, the numbers came in right uh, right where they expected. Uh, what's your take on it? Yeah, so as of right now, not only did the U.S. numbers come right and expected, you actually had a South America crop that was that was cut. So the world ending stocks number also got adjusted. So as of right now, it's really the main focus about what's going on all over the place. Because you saw U.S. numbers cut, you saw world numbers cut. But on top of that, we also saw this past week, China come in and buy more beans and unknown come in and buy more beans. So we're still seeing that demand come into the picture. We talked mm. about a couple months ago, uh, well, actually, I think it was about a month ago with how quickly this market's been moving. It's warped time a little bit for me, but uh, we're, we were talking about how this market really seems like it's just looking to run until we completely cut off the hose for demand. Well, and, and when you look at the, the ending stock number in particular, um, at 140 million bushels, it's I mean, basically right on what they were looking for. They were 139 was the average guess. Um, you can make the case that we're actually still undervalued for, for soybeans right now. I think uh, Rich was running the numbers the other day, and if you were at a, a 150, you should be at somewhere around uh, 1450, 1465, something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you're at uh, 125, you're you're well over 16 dollars. So at a at 140, maybe our number is 1540, 1560, something like that, as far as what the what the the, the economic value of of beans would be. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit uh, a little bit uh, crazy considering the way that we've rallied this this market. There are some comparisons being drawn to to other years, and I know you specifically have have talked uh, specific about the 2010 2011 timeframe. What uh, where do we kind of match up uh, when it comes to 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 this year? We match up pretty well. And as you just said, the USDA came out and gave us a 140 here for beans. And in fact, during our January report in 2011, we had a 140 carryout for beans. Uh, we were running this thing up. We that year topped it out somewhere around 1456, uh, if I remember correctly, early February. And we did so on the fact that we were so bullish and kept running this higher because we had to see another cut. And then February came running around and well, the USDA didn't cut anything because it's a kick the can kind of report. And then you start focusing, okay, well, what's the next thing we're looking at? Well, we're looking at planting, and uh, we definitely put a lot of premium onto these uh, corn and beans. So are we going to be planting a lot? And I still am looking at that year as a great comparison, saying we got a very similar story. Now, <clears throat> when you look at at some of these uh, uh, some of these spreads in the beans or maybe we maybe we're 
trying to buy acres, you've got a you've got a November, July, November 21, July 22 spread that's that closed today around 61 cents. Mm-hmm. That's an inverse. So the November is 61 cents better priced than than July. Uh, typically, you should be seeing a carry, don't? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you expect? Typically, yes, and that's what we've gotten very used to since our uh, come down from that 2012 high and entering that that long term bear market. But much like when we were talking about 2011, uh, 2010, 2011, 2012, uh, there's no doubt that you can call what is currently happening in these grains a bull market, and to see that inverse come into play just amplifies the fact that. Uh, the trade is more than bullish right now. And at this point, based on what the spreads are saying, based on really what any kind of outlook you want to look at when it comes to the number side of things, this is just a bull market. So that's uh, just confirming what we're seeing in price action. Do you have any any idea on what, uh, say, a record uh, inverse would be between, say, the November and July contract? Is it I mean, sixty-one cents seems huge. Is it? Is have we ever been to a to a dollar or, or or more on these beans like that? I don't know. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Um, I would I would assume so based on the twenty twelve year. I, I'd assume that you probably saw something like that with the talk of drought. So if I were to put my money on it, I'd say yes. You've probably seen a, a larger inverse. Uh, but mm-hmm. to give you the actual factual answer, uh, I have no clue. I got you. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit uh, because obviously, you know, beans are uh, beans are what they are. They they have uh, what seems like more upside. But let's talk about uh, corn because you can make the opposite case with corn that corn is extremely overvalued at this point, which is not something we normally talk about in January. Normally, we're talking about how it's got to stop going down. It's undervalued. Um, Corn tops out uh, today at uh, five seventeen and a quarter. Finishes limit up. We'll have expanded limits uh, on on Wednesday of forty cents. Um, and what did you see in that report that leads you to say that we sh- we should have been limit up today? The big surprise was the fact that they actually made a cut to demand, which is not bullish, but they made a larger cut to supply. They brought that yield down from a 175.4 down to 172 and drastically cut our, our supply with a uh, with that number. So you have a supply that got smaller. You've seen since the beginning of this month, sales have been coming on and um, we've been making sales. So yeah. you cut demands and exports part of that demands equation but yet we're still seeing exports even at these price levels so was that justified or are we going to see them say you know what we need to correct that that export number again and raise it up a little bit because we might have done a little bit too much is what the thought process as of right now is on top of the south america situation where they did cut much like beans cut the south america crop at this time well, I mean, you bring a, a good point is that we have been seeing demand when when soybean demand uh, started to to fall off, corn demand held firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even to the point of last week when we had just an absolutely terrible uh, weekly bean export uh, number, the corn was still was still solid. It was at the lower end of the, the range, but it was still solid. 
I mean, is there is there thoughts that possibly we've sold so much of it now we can't get it shipped out? Do we not? Are we going to back ourselves up uh, or back ourselves into a corner with the fact that we have to we have to be shipping these this corn and it's just not going for some reason? That might be a problem that comes down the line, but as of right now, it's it's clearly not a afterthought in trade's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they at this point seem like it's going to be let's let's just keep shipping until it tells us that we we can't do it. Right. And we got a lot of seasons still ahead of us, so potentially something we see on the back half this year as we close to that September time frame, um, we start to question if we can in fact make that capacity or if we are going to be able to run at a record shipment pace in order to get everything out mm-hmm. now something that uh, that happened again here uh that it's it seems like the usda has uh, has this in their back pocket and they they tend to use it but they seem to be using it more is adjustments to previous year crops where on this one on this report they adjusted the uh they adjusted the ending stocks or not the ending stocks i'm sorry the feed and residual number from 2019-2020 by roughly 75 million bushels so when you increase that number that brings your your overall ending stocks for that year down which brings your your beginning stocks down so they're your supply uh, as you were talking about with the uh, the yield numbers coming down your supply actually dips 400 million bushels on this report Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had I mean, that beginning stock like number, the, the planted number they also reduced, mm-hmm. as well as the yield. So, yeah, it's it's quite amazing. I mean, it seems like you're getting to a point where on these quarterly uh, reports, uh, you know, in general, it's almost to the point where you, you can't even estimate these things because they've taken these numbers and they're just they're just making these these wide sweeping changes. And I mean, we've seen it before where it was, you know, maybe it was 100 million bushels or, or 300 million bushels. But it's it's just crazy that you, you're seeing these numbers uh, back off the, the the way they are. And you can make the case that, you know, most most farmers are going to look at that and say, well, if we had had those numbers correct back when it mattered, back when we were still holding that crop in in the bin, we could have actually sold corn at a higher level maybe we were over we were undervalued for so long because of that mm-hmm. that uh, that hurt our marketings i mean you're making up for it now but you know i mean how many how many people got into some uh some financial issues because of those numbers being off mm-hmm. 100% yeah and it, it definitely leads to a huge distrust of the USDA we really saw that take part in um, the second half of 2019 when we started to raise the supply of uh, our corn crop, even though we had the the big uh, weather concerns that started off the year. And the USDA just never really adjusted for it. And as we saw, as we've seen, they are now adjusted for it and it's way too late. And we've seen since, uh, what, it's been, I think, September it started. We started seeing just bullish report after bullish report after bullish report. It really leads to the question of can we get some transparency of how these are being calculated and why we're getting such such big changes Mm -hmm. so late in the year. And uh, not to, I mean, 
USDA definitely has a hard job. If you see the data that they have to input to come up with it, it's a lot of lot of numbers that they have to work with. But at the same time, we have to have something that's more known. How sure. how are these exactly done? How can and they do a good job with on social media, uh, Lance coming out afterwards and answering questions uh, to why they made adjustments, how they made adjustments. But uh, I think that's the big one is getting and digging into those numbers, trying to figure out exactly how they made adjustments and how we can expect them to make adjustments in the future as opposed mm -hmm. to how they've made adjustments into the past. Because with obviously technology changing and getting faster and getting more precise, that's just that much more data that the USDA has to come in here and work with. So it's not going to be like it was back 20 years ago and making uh, comparisons to what the USDA did then because we have a completely different ballpark that we're playing in. Right. Well, as, as I mentioned, uh, we are, I, I mean, technically we're overvalued uh, when it comes to, to corn. I mean, if you look at uh, a 1.55 uh, billion carryout, um, we should be looking at about 465 corn, which is, which is great. It's fantastic as it is, but um, you know, we're roughly uh, 50 cents over that. And it doesn't seem like there's any quit to this, uh, to this market. Uh, obviously, you know, you don't necessarily turn bearish on, on new contract highs being, being made, you know, once a week or once a day, kind of like the beans are. Mm -hmm. So realistically, is there another 20, 30, 40, 50 cents in corn? Is that possible? At this point, anything's possible. If people want to keep throwing their money at this market, the markets could keep running higher. We're just at that point that it's just complete money flow. As long as it keeps yeah. flowing in this market, why why would it stop? Well, and that's making money, and it's just a full party, and everyone's why not? That's the difference in in the corn versus the beans, though. Is is you know especially on on the commitment of trader side, we continue to see the commitment of traders. Um, the funds continue to put money into that long side of the of the corn, where they've been taking money out of the uh, out of the long side of the of the beans uh, a little bit uh, since what October when we topped that out. Um, mm -hmm. And you know you've got open interest that uh, is is still uh, still somewhat increasing in corn, where it's a, it's more of a a decreasing trend in in beans. Um, but yet the the, mar the bean market continues to go up. Corn should uh, should follow uh, regardless of where its uh, where its ending stocks are. So um, there's definitely uh, uh, there's definitely some opportunity out there. Um, but I think uh, you know at the end of the day, the the customer uh, and the the producer needs to remember start wa start watching those uh, those new crop uh, prices. There's there's going to be opportunity to. Uh, sell at profitable levels, and that's not a recommendation of what to do with it or where to do that at. But you have to understand that you're at profitable levels right now. 100%. Yeah, you have to know the opportunity that's currently presiding in front of you. And another thing to think about is uh, potentially because you are looking at funds and you're looking at them being extremely long corn at this point, especially with where we're currently sitting at. And you could also point to the fact that maybe it's an inflationary hedge. You have land uh, rents that are going through the roof and you have at this point, a lot of interest in commodities and something you can hold. Uh, you have a equity market that is 
extremely questionable with the uh, run for the entire Trump uh, presidency being a very substantial run and mm-hmm. having these markets just going through the roof at the same time having the Fed come in here and continuing to cut interest rates. So you're at a very questionable time frame of the equity markets and what they could mean in the future while you do still have at this point a potential inflation hedge. Sure. Now, let's uh, let's talk real quick about uh, this wheat market. Uh, we have been uh wheat bears uh for the, for the most part uh for a long time. This wheat market uh, continues to see lower ending stocks, which is friendly. Um I still think there's too much wheat in the world, but you know, we lowered uh, ending stocks uh, by more than expected uh, this time around. I think we were down um, 26 million bushels. We were really looking for about a 5 million bushel decrease. And uh, uh, you've got the Russia story that uh, uh, where they're going to impose that uh, that tax or that tariff on their exports uh, mm-hmm. starting, I think, this week. So we're up 30 cents in, in wheat. What's your what's your take on on those numbers or on on that market? Just like everything else at this point, it's it's looking bullish. You're up 30 cents and mm-hmm. you, you have money in flows. Um, I would love to give you the ins and outs, but I, I think the best way to be looking at this wheat market is, one, you got the old adage, uh, rising tide rises all ships. Um, but, two, it's just an interesting market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got on the – trade recommendation page on our on our site there was a lot of uh, whipsaw in and out that uh, came about and as of right now it's it's definitely moving its way and doing so that uh, enough people are still questioning it but the longer term is uptrend so sure i don't know a lot to tell you about this wheat market but i i definitely know someone that did a great job at it uh last year uh <laughs> rich rich absolutely killed it last year i was the one that gave the information but he was the one that put it together and he uh, nailed that wheat right on the head with his price projection. So it's yeah. definitely something to be paying attention to here in the next couple of weeks with um, with our conference coming up. Yeah, well, that conference is going to be is going to be a big deal this year. It's going to help us to to understand what what uh, uh, Drew is looking for as well. I mean, obviously, if we're talking dryness or drought, uh, that could be a potential market mover. Um, but it depends on the timing of it. You know, obviously, if if we go dry in September, it's a huge difference than being dry in July or August. So, um, let's talk one more thing before we go to the. Uh, uh, to the conference uh, uh, call out here, but one thing looking at at these markets, everything's bullish. Everything is bullish. I think we can all agree on that. Is there anything that you're watching that is bearish? Is it you know something with the new administration? Is it a technical formation? Is there something out there that could pr- provide? Not necessarily a change, uh, a change in direction to be bearish all of a sudden, but something that could take a little bit off the top of this market, give it a little bit of a haircut here. Yeah. So if you look on the most active chart, there's actually a massive head and shoulders and beans. I don't think it's ever going to come into fruition because it projects you down to negative 250. Uh, it's just <laughs> something I want to point out. Cause wait, no, wait, wait, I, wait, I, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> negative pricing in beans? Yeah. This, isn't the, this isn't the oil market here. No, yeah. They're, you're <laughs> so going to get paid if, to if store this it. Thing, if this thing were to come to fruition, what have we, we've already put in the uh, the left shoulder. 
we put in the head, we're waiting for the right shoulder to uh, to materialize. Is that where we're at? Yep. And if and, you see it, you better hold on to your shorts. And where <laughs> where does that where does that right shoulder form? Is it? I mean, are we talking fifteen dollars? Are we talking seventeen dollars? Where does it have to go to to form there? That would have to form up here at the fifteen dollars and just absolutely sell off below eight bucks here by the by the time spring comes rolling around uh next well no probably about fall oh, but wow. there's <laughs> i say that because it's very jokingly i anyone that's listening i'm not actually l- looking for negative 250 beans <laughs> anytime soon uh but it it just looks very bullish the okay. things that could turn us around at least for a short term is we're going to be talking about planting coming up here we mm-hmm. got uh obviously prices that are extremely profitable right now and are you able to switch some acres from something that's not so profitable switching corn and beans take an insurance check that's going to be starting to price here in february and uh just plant it regardless of if it actually makes a crop or not and just have an automatic profit sitting there mm-hmm. are we going to watch this new strain of coronavirus come in and lock it down under a new administration that's already shown that uh, they're more than willing to take very large precautions to try and stop this uh, COVID spread, and especially with the new strain. Are they going to go the way of the EU and just lock down the whole country again? Mm-hmm. We already have a mandate of masks. I think he, uh, Biden has been talking about 100 days after his presidency, he's going to be looking to keep that in effect. So we have that. And we obviously know what happened last year when we locked down the country. Uh, everything sold off pretty well. So there are stories. And on top of that, you always have the China overlooming issue. Are they going to fulfill phase one agreements? Are they going to use much like they're able to use the original coronavirus strain as a natural disaster? Will they be able to use the new coronavirus strain as another natural disaster to say, you know what, we weren't able to make all our phase one requirements because this new strain of COVID came by and locked us down again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can we renegotiate? Things along those lines. So there are issues that are overlooming. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hear your best pitch about uh, why uh, uh, why our listeners should uh, get into uh, to the conference here at the end of the month uh, uh, with Allendale. Well, besides the fact that Rich absolutely killed the wheat's presentation last year and nailed it right on the head with his price projections, you got Steve that's going to be coming in here with some technical formations telling you what we're looking at. You have such a parabolic market. What does it actually mean if we start taking out price levels? And he does a fantastic job every single time he presents basically anywhere. And the biggest one is you got Drew Lerner, who's given his six-month outlook. And not only is he given his six-month outlook, but he's given it for the first time this year. So if you want to get the information first, if you want to have your plans together before anyone else, and you need Drew Lerner's weather outlook because he does a phenomenal job, we got the conference coming up on the 27th and 28th to be signed up for. It's going to be 150 bucks, and it's most definitely worth it. You don't have to go anywhere. It's going to be the 27th with Drew Lerner. That's going to be live and then recorded on the 28th with Steve Georgie, Rich Nelson, hosted by Craig McBride. So make sure you give us a call at 800-262-7538 to get signed up for that and uh, ask for Zach. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one out there.